Welcome to Interviews. Being an entrepreneur is the toughest job ever. There are no practical guidelines. So I created this podcast to help crack the entrepreneurship code. Join me every week as I invite entrepreneurs to share their stories, the practical tips and lessons they've learned along the way. Don't be the main bottleneck in your business. Subscribe now. Interviews is brought to you by Social Prize, a marketing and communication agency operating remotely since 2005. Social Prize specializes in digital technologies and communication, web development, e-commerce, remote working, coaching, training, growth hacking. Log on their website, socialprize.me. Welcome, everybody, to the Interviews podcast with me, Rasmus Basilea, interviewing Laurent Norton. Now, this is a little bit of a flip because uh, usually Laurent is the one interviewing people and now I'm interviewing him. And who am I? My name is Rasmus. I'm a, maybe a little bit complicated character, but I'm a business person. I grew up in Sweden. Now I live in Finland. And uh, me and Laurent have been working together a little bit to and from. And now lately we are in the Nordic Startup School together, well, where Loren is coaching us coaches. He's mentoring the mentors, which is a very nice thing. He's doing a good job so far, and uh, yeah, that's what I have to say about that. So, should we get started, Loren? Yeah, I'm, I'm ready, man. Oh, awesome. So, Loren, why did you create this podcast? All right. So, uh, what happened was like four years ago, uh, I was in Cambodia, and this is when I decided to become a an entrepreneur after 18 years of working for other entrepreneurs i was like you know it's time that i do something about it and so i became a, a coach to entrepreneurs and because i really wanted to provide really good advice to my clients i thought you know i need i need to get some information some really quality information about entrepreneurship and i was like what is the best way to get that information? Well, it's simple. You got to just go to the primary source of information, which is basically the entrepreneurs themselves. And then what I started, I started with uh, recording video interviews. Uh, but video interviews are a bit complicated because you need a venue. You need, when you don't know anything like me, you need someone to help you with the, the equipment, the editing, etc. And in two years time, I only was able to do like five interviews. So that's, that's not a lot. Mm. Then I moved, I moved to Finland back in July, 2019. Uh, well, I didn't have my uh, video, com- video, uh, video camera with me. Uh, I didn't have a video cameraman with me. So I didn't do anything for, for six months until the COVID hit. And we were around like January, February, 2020. And because of COVID, I thought, you know, this is the, the perfect opportunity to finally do something about about this and taking me to the next level. And that's when I decided I would uh, do a podcast. And so since February 2020, I've been uh, interviewing guests, entrepreneurs or people helping entrepreneurs. And I've done like so far like 77 episodes as of today. Not bad. Not bad. No. And I got to say, I, I, you might have told me a little bit of your story before, but I was, uh, it, it might have been tough when you just move to Finland and you're, you know, a couple of months in and then you're locked into your home. 
I mean, that's for anybody moving to a new country. It's it's not easy. Like you know, get with the locals and like I can't meet them. <laughs> it can't. That wouldn't be easy. Um, all right. Well, we have uh, I have another question for you. So you said you decided to do a podcast because you you were working for others and then you realized I want to do a podcast. But why? Because uh, you also took the step to step away from the the treadmill of working for others. So what was yes. that? What was the trigger there? Why did you decide to become your own boss? I think it's it's just been growing in in into me for for 18 years. I mean, I've always I've always worked for entrepreneurs, like the real real entrepreneurs. Uh, small small companies but people who build things from scratch you know and I remember when I was in uh, first time my first my first uh, work was in Laos back in 1999 mm. uh, a small country in First East Asia for those who don't know and after I, I, I started working for this uh, small research agency and after one year of working for them uh, they told me that they wanted to go and move into another country and they, they said, well, you know what, we need someone to run the company and bam, it's going to be you. So basically, this is this is true. This is how <laughs> this is how it started. Okay. And I was like, OK, great. I have no idea uh, what's going to be what I need to do. But hey, if you trust me because I'm the worst choice, then I'm going to do it anyway. And that's how I fell into running companies for others. And that's what I kept doing for 18 years, you know, and I think and I've always been around around me. I've always been surrounded by entrepreneurs and I've had many, many discussions with my friends. And they're always, you know, always pushing me to become an entrepreneur myself. And and I guess I reached also an age. It was around I was around 40 and I was like, damn, you know, if I don't do it now, I will never do it. Mm. And so then I decided that it was about time to do something. And so I had to find out what it is, you know, that that was the next question. What is it that I want to do? Which was after a lot of thinking, it took me another year <laughs> to think yeah. about it. I decided, well, you know what? I've always been passionate about helping others. I've always cared more about others than myself. I've always been like really enthusiastic about training people, mentoring my staff, you know, coaching them. And this is when, you know, I thought, well, I'm going to become a, a coach to entrepreneurs because it just it just makes sense. All right. How was it to leave? I mean, you, you had a, you you decided uh, this and then a year of uh, maturing the actual idea. You come out that I want to be coaching. I guess you're yeah. still working somewhere at this point. I was yes 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 I was I was working for uh, I was running an advertising agency I was a, I was a shareholder in a in a business but my uh, business partner and, and boss uh, he was very open about it he knew we had been talking about it for for a long time and he knew that it was it was growing into me and so I remember I was at when I had this uh, breakthrough about what it is that I, I wanted to do I was at my parents. Mm -hmm. On, on vacation it was it was in august and i remember i woke up in one morning and i was like damn yes i found it that's it i know and immediately i wrote an email to him saying look i'm gonna leave this is august i'm gonna leave in october i'm gonna start my own thing his reply was yeah of course you are i knew it <laughs> <laughs> 
All right, but I mean that, that's also for all of you listening. Well, you most of you are entrepreneurs, but like it's uh, you know if you if you open about what you're thinking and what you're trying to do, when it actually happens, there's very little bad feelings because everybody has been he's just been waiting for it to happen, and now it happened, and then you gave it like two months to set it up. And I guess yeah. if you would have asked you, can you stay until November, you might have been able to do that as well to make everything yes. you know work. Okay, well, thank you for sharing that story. But let's move on. So uh, we want to talk a little bit about your, I mean, you're at this amazing podcaster today with 10,000 downloads and, you know, famous world world uh, globe thriller and everything. So uh, what did were the key milestones in your life that you would consider made you who you are today? Mm. I've already mentioned um, uh, some of them. Uh, but clearly one of them, like I said, is the fact that I've always cared more about others than about, about myself. You know, I've, and it, when I was thinking about what is it that I want to do, I was imagining myself, you know, uh, flashback, having those flashbacks about when, when am I the most comfortable in what situations, what situations do I like the most? And those situations were very, very clear. It was when... I was surrounded with people and it was when I was transferring something to them and I could see that, you know, I could see them grow. You know, you know what I mean? I could see the sparkle in their eyes. Mm. So, like I said, you know, the, the mentoring, the staff, the coaching, the training, even doing presentations. I've always, I've always enjoyed that. Mm. So that's clearly one of the, of the mind store. Uh, another one is the fact that I worked 14 years in market research. And I've learned one key thing, which is asking questions. Uh, we had a say that goes with great questions comes great answers. And the opposite is true, too. You know, with bad questions comes bad answers. And with no questions comes no answers. So I have learned how the power of questioning, which is a great skill to have when you're a coach. Mm. Um, I would say another one clearly is the fact that I've always worked for entrepreneurs. I've already mentioned that I've always been surrounded uh, by entrepreneurs. So I sit, I sit in their, in their, in their seat. Even though I wasn't an entrepreneur myself, the simple fact that I was running their companies, it was like running my own companies, mm. my own companies. So I understand what they're going through. Uh, I speak the same, the same language. Um, if I think a little bit more about it also, one of the things that I make that have made me who I am today is also I've done a lot of um, introspection. Mm. So the introspection is the ability to go down in, your, in yourself and analyze your, your, your feelings uh, in particular. So I've been doing that for, for 11 years. And so this is something that is also helping me a lot when, when I coach my clients. Even though my clients are entrepreneurs, they're also human beings full of emotions. And sometimes we do have to dig a little bit deeper uh, inside inside them. Mm. And maybe one more. Go for I would it. say it's uh, CrossFit. Okay. I, mean, <laughs> I wasn't ready for yeah. that one. <laughs> I did see me, you. Me neither. I, I did see you the other week and I was like, I didn't know how buff you were. <laughs> well, I mean... <laughs> I wasn't like that before CrossFit. Uh, I started CrossFit when I was 38, so it's been like seven years now, and it has completely transformed my life. I used to be fat. I used to drink way too much, eat way too much. I was doing a little bit of uh, of sports, but nothing, nothing 
good enough to take care of myself and i i felt like you know it was it was also time that it was time that i i, I, I take care of myself that I, I i did something about it mm. and then i found crossfit and i was like completely addicted and so i changed my life around it now i work out you know five times a week I, I've changed my diet. I've drastically reduced my uh, alcohol consumption. If I have one beer, I, I have a hangover the next the next day. But I love it because I'm in such a shape, and it's 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 so great because I can see the benefits of being in shape every day in my life with the with the little things. You know, like uh, you go to the grocery store and you come back with uh, with heavy heavy bags. Mm. It's not a problem. You know, carrying stuff, carrying my bag. I'm just seeing climbing. you like carrying like eight bags on each hand, and like <laughs> like you know your muscles are just like bulging, like <laughs> and people and, and you will have this like yeah, you know shirt on. I was like, I do CrossFit. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's uh, I'm not that bulk. Yeah, if you but see that guy, that's Laurent. If you wonder who is that, that's Laurent. If you think. Right, but these are really cool milestones in your life or things that you have accomplished but let, that kind of goes into this i want to follow up in uh, crossfit was an interesting thing but i want to go into the what that transformed you going to crossfit because you feel you're more fit you're more energetic you can do more yeah. things than you can and i as it sounded like it because you went to crossfit they don't tell you to eat better necessarily but it just it comes with the environment and the the attitudes and the this this, yes. this crossfit addiction is, is very healthy Okay, but let's move to another question. With with you actually took the step, and you wanted to do your own thing. You you l- mm. run other people's businesses, but what have you? How has that you actually ch- uh, taken on this role? How has that changed you? You know, it's funny because this is a question I often ask to uh, my guests, and so I had I had I was like maybe I should think about it too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, how has entrepreneurship transformed me? And I think the biggest answer is that entrepreneurship enables me, or being an entrepreneur enables me to express myself. Like I have no boss. So basically, well, I can say, I do have clients, of course. And, but basically I can, I can say whatever I want and I can be a bit bold. I've always been, before when I used to work for others, I, was, I, I always kept a lot of thoughts to myself. You know, I was not, Staring too much, for instance, saying saying things publicly because I thought, well, you know, I'm working for someone, and if that person doesn't like what I say, mm. then it's not good for the company. It's not, you know, it's not politically good, right? Mm. But right now, I, it's okay. I can do it because I'm only reporting to myself. I think that's actually a pro- I, I'm I'm really happy to hear you say. I mean, this is something that I think if you would have asked me, is one of the things that has started to happen. Uh, over time, like, because it's been going slowly for me, because I've have I'm kind of open-minded and talk my my what I want to say, but I've been more careful mm. in the past. And now, as I'm getting, well, as a, same as you, I have clients, but as I'm getting more into this, realizing that I'm not your typical employee, uh, it I'm, I work as a consultant or something like this. It it feels uh, very liberating. I feel like I'm more true to exactly. myself somehow. Exactly. Yes. Yes. More true to myself. Yeah. Exactly. And I think it also goes with another revelation. It's it's a fact that I, I'm a big fan of Simon Sinek. Start with why, mm. and all my guests they talk about the impact, the importance of purpose. All my guests they crave impact, and that ties into that. It's like I found my purpose. I have I have a reason to wake up every morning because I want to help those entrepreneurs. I really deeply want to help them, 
And so if I want to have them the best, uh, with the best of my abilities, well, I need to say stuff. I need to be a bit bold, you know, and I need to stand by my opinion sometimes. Because uh, sometimes they have to hear what I, what I, what I say, mm. you know. And so that's, that's, that's the other thing is that, that living the purpose, it's, it is true. A lot of people talk about it, but it is so true. And when you live it, you don't really care about anything else. You know, it's money doesn't matter. Mm. Uh, and if nothing, nothing else really, really matters because you're driven. Everything, everything makes more sense. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. Now with you, I'm with you. Um, that I'm, I'm, I'm almost like thinking back to my life as well when I've done jobs for others, and I, I, I suffered with my own self as in the past. Like, why did I mm. do it like this? I would, I didn't. I mean, I don't know if I had a good business, something, and I wasn't talented enough. So maybe I could, I could not have been the type of consultant I am today. But I'm still like, I, there are so many of these jobs I've had that I just the only thing that I was looking forward to was not being there. Yeah, yeah. It, it actually especially reminds me of school, actually, of uh, junior high and high school. I think that if I was, I'm quite like a, I'm not a very normal person, but I really like following rules. Sometimes I'm a, I'm a very strange mix between extremely creative and I love rules. It's a very strange mix. I don't know how it works even in my head. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> but I'm but in school for I I I I, I junior high was hor like if I would have been a little bit differently, I would have not gone to school at all. I would have been I would have been lost. I would have been one of these kids that, that just you just lost. Wouldn't have learned things properly, would never go to the university, would have some crappy shitty job somewhere. I don't know what would have happened to me if I maybe crime or something. That if, if I wasn't just that's because school was just anyway, this is not about me. But so doing these <laughs> things that doing, but I'm wondering with my kids, now my kids are very young, but when they come to yeah. a point where they go to school and they say like I really don't like going here, this is so boring, I'm bored out of my mind, I don't yeah, like yeah. this I will hear this with a different ear. I'll be like, we got to figure yes. out a way to make your school more exciting or to put you in some other school or do a solution where you got to look forward to going to school tomorrow. Because if it's like this, that you almost like, I had like stomach aches. Like I, I really didn't want to go. I so disliked mm -hmm. it. Uh, and so, yeah, that's something that, and it happens to people with normal jobs. Now you're listening, you're entrepreneurs, but it's here. It's, it's always good to hear this story that, you know, when you re kind of released from a certain type of this boring responsibilities, you can have responsibilities that you choose that are more, fun and willing to do okay. yes but yes, yes. this is not about me but i like talking so it's uh no but yeah. i can i can add i can add on top on top of mm. it that school doesn't teach you doesn't teach you about the purpose mm. the importance of finding your purpose the importance of, of finding your why uh you know even even university doesn't teach you this doesn't doesn't teach you that i mean a lot of people don't know don't know about it maybe, or they yeah. think like yeah yeah you know it's just like uh, guru stuff but it's not maybe that's and why you know, it's so boring because the why is so f muddled but you don't understand why am i here and somebody might yes. tell you it's because of this but if you don't feel like it matters maybe that's yes. the issue yeah good point yeah and you know what it matters too and this is something that i, I i've learned is that for instance when it comes to being an entrepreneur when, when, when you know what is your why, everything becomes clearer, including who you want to work with. Who are your real clients? We spend so much time, I remember when I was working for others, that we had the clients that we really, really loved, and we had the clients that we really didn't like, and then we had a mix of everything else, a lot of them, maybe 80% of those were a mix of between you know those we liked a lot yeah. and those we hated. And 
Why? Because we would often go for the money, right? We would, we have, uh, you know, you have uh, op operational costs. You have to pay the salaries at the end of the month, etc. And well, you have to cover the expenses. So you're going, you're going after the how much money you're going to make with this with this client. But the, the problem with this approach is that a lot of time you end up in situations when the money is not worth it because the relationship that you have with your client was so difficult. Everybody was frustrated, you know, and you spend way more time than what you actually charged. And so this is something that I decided from the beginning that I would not do. I would give myself the freedom of being able to work with the clients that I want. What does it mean? It means that I, it takes more time for me to find those clients. And that's, that's okay because once I work with them, I'm really happy to work with them. I'm really enjoying those conversations, those coaching conversations that I, that I have. And then I can also think in terms of long term with them. You know, I want to be able to work with them for the next 20, 30 years. That's why it is so important to know your why, because if you know your why, then you know who you can serve the best. And and who you shouldn't work with or who you can you can and say you, that yes. this doesn't fit in, in my why. So I'm sorry, we're not going to work together. Exactly, exactly. But it takes it is very difficult to do that when you work for others. Yeah, I think when you work, also, for, when you work guess, for yourself, it's different. Yeah, yeah. And as a, a company grows, it becomes like responsible. Some a CEO I met, he called himself the chief, chief eating officer. And that means he puts food on people's tables, like his, his workers. So then you know, you, you're responsible for much more than just yourself. And then, but I, I hear you, man. And I'm happy that, I mean, it, it's noticeable also in your behavior that you don't seem that you are uh, carrying heavy customers. Because, you know, that you can see that on people who have to carry a lot of yeah. uh, bad customers. I'm curious if, uh, well, you, you are an entrepreneur and you're doing your things and you're coaching people, you have the podcast. So what have you been able to pick up from the podcasts that the ones that you've been doing that you are been able to use yourself oh uh, great great question uh well clearly uh what i was talking about the importance of purpose the importance of you know craving impact and that that's clearly clearly one all my guests they talk they talk about it um i think also what i was able to uh finally understand after more than a year of uh, interviewing guests is that entrepreneurship entrepreneurship is a calling you have it or you don't have it within you sometimes it takes a little bit longer for some people than other people to get to get there and so it means that entrepreneurship is not for everyone and that is absolutely fine and here i'm going i'm speaking against a little bit this uh, trend that we see of you know i want to become a startup uh, because uh, I'm gonna make a, I'm gonna make a, a lot of money. Well, first that is not that is not true. It's unlikely also, to succeed. It's very <laughs> very unlikely. But also, if you don't have it in you, if the answer to the question "Are you an entrepreneur?" is mm, hesitation, then forget about it. You're not either. You're not ready, or you don't have it in you. That, but that's fine. That's fine. It's not for it's not for everybody, because it requires a very specific mindset. And what, what is very striking when I, when, with 
all this conversation that I have with, with all these guests is their their resilience. Oh, you know, they they've gone through ups and downs all the time, but they keep on going. You know, and some of them have failed, like they have failed like like a lot, but they didn't stop. And so it's very inspiring to hear them, you know, talking about how resilient they were. And I'm like, you know, sometimes when I am down and I hear them, I'm like, damn, you know, if they can do it, they have bigger problem than me. I mean, you know, I'm only a solo proner, so I think I can, I can do it myself too. Yeah. <laughs> that's a good one. Uh, if I talk about failures, I've had plenty as well. But, and, but I've many times considered like leaving the entrepreneurial uh, or solo entrepreneur bandwagon and do something else for others. I've worked for others in the past. Even like even I've tried entrepreneurship, I failed at it, then have had a break working for somebody else. But it's almost that I'm so entrepreneurially wired that I fit very poorly in normal organizations. So yes. it's, I've, been, I've been more or less pushed like I, I don't have a choice <laughs> I have to do it again yes. and again and again until it succeeds because I, otherwise yes. I don't make any money yeah but it's like I said it's a calling you have it or you don't what is what is entrepreneurship about it's about creating something from scratch usually and building everything piece by piece without knowing where it is going to end mm. up plus most of the time you don't even have a, a guideline you don't have a plan you know, try to build a house without a plan well, about so that, you can we don't, that uh, slides into something interesting here. Uh, did you make any of these? Because you get to hear all about these common mistakes that entrepreneurs do. Uh, I'm happy to hear if there's any of those you'd like to share, and also if any of them that you actually did uh, yourself. I mean, I'm not saying that it was on purpose, but you know, these things happen all 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 the time. Um, one of one of them, for instance, that I do, you know, all the time is that I don't spend enough time on sales. Mm. Uh, I love sales. I don't have any problem with sales, but I don't spend enough time on sales. The other big, the other big mistake that I do all the time is I need to surround myself with more people. I want to become, I want to stay a solopreneur, but it doesn't mean that I have to do everything by myself. Mm. You know, because otherwise I become the bottleneck in my business, which is what I'm fighting. I'm, I'm, I'm advising my clients. Yeah, that's against. like your title of your, <laughs> of your newsletter. Yeah, exa exa Don't exa exactly. Don't be the bottleneck of your own business. I'm, so, I'm exactly. sorry, I'm sinning. <laughs> <laughs> but exactly, that's exactly that's exactly the point. You know the the, the story of uh, the shoemakers and yeah. uh, and the ch his children. Yeah. But when everything is tied around, when everything is tied around you, that's it's very easy to become the bottleneck in your business, and that is one of the things that I, I constantly have to remind myself of. You know, outsource as much as you can. Yeah. Don't hesitate to spend some money. Yeah. Because it's fine. Because you have to make you have to spend money to make to make a little bit of money. Yeah. Are there any mistakes that maybe you didn't do yourself, but you could share that you have uh, that you have like accumulated through all these interviews that you've done? Still around the still around the the people uh, theme because it's a big it's a big big one. Mm. Again, all the uh, entrepreneurs talk about it. There is this tendency. Uh, with uh, people not to seek help, especially entrepreneurs. Mm. Yeah, entrepreneurs have a little bit of ego. So there is a tendency not to seek help when you're stuck. And that, I would advise that it's it's a really bad um, situation to put yourself in, because you need to realize that you're not alone in being alone. 
Others have walked the walk before you. They have been there before you. Maybe some people have had exactly the same issues than you had. Yeah. So don't hesitate to reach out for help. You know, ask, you know, join, join entrepreneurs, um, join entrepreneurs uh, uh, organizations, you know, set up a, a board of advisors, get a mentor or get, get a business coach, of course. But don't stay alone. There are people out there who can help you and actually they can do things better than you. So learn from these people. Yeah. Very, very, very important. Like you said, when you have had uh, like a, some down situation, then somebody explains their problem and you realize that, wow, my problem isn't really a problem. Like in the scope of everything, their problems are way worse. Yes. So that makes you feel better. And then if you sometimes ask these people, because this is the interesting thing of the mind, you can kind of get in this uh, like thought loops that you think it's one mm. thing and then, oh, I gotta go do that and get a third. And then you're back in the first thing again and you don't solve any problem. And even me, I consider myself an extremely intelligent person. It's still, you know, it happens to me. But then I ask a friend of like, I have this issue. He's like, yeah, but you could do it like this. Like, yeah. yeah, I guess yes. so. Yeah, that would solve all my problems with uh, five minutes of work. Okay, well, thank you. <laughs> if you don't <laughs> exactly. tell anybody, or sometimes it's, the, well, it's a classic US coach, but by stating the problem, uh, I'm solving the problem myself as I'm talking it. Uh, but if you don't talk with any, very few people can actually think by, without talking. It, it's, it, yes. it needs to happen kind of together. So, yeah, I, I, I agree. And so but how, well, how do you do that? Well, you're talking with all these people in the podcast, of course, and you have your mentoring. But how do you handle your own? You said outsourcing is one thing, but is there any other way that you're using uh, resources like to, to be less alone? Well, I have I have uh, mentors myself. So, for example, I join I join a, a copywriting inner circle, mm -hmm. uh, where we share. You know, I share my. It's about improving my copywriting, but it's also about sharing with others and and seeing and seeing that uh, we're not alone and sharing. You know, uh, feeling their experiences and sharing, learning, learning from them, learning, learning their tips. Um, my fiance, she's also a coach. She's a sports coach, so sometimes you know we, we, we coach we coach each other through the uh, NSS, not the Nordic Startup uh, Network. I've also access to other mentors and, and coaches, uh, and I try I try now that we are back uh, that you know the restrictions are lifted. I'm gonna I need to find uh, I need to be with more people. Like I, I miss those uh, face to face interactions. So I'm gonna I'm gonna try to find uh, an an organization where I can meet with people, uh, you know, joining joining a business association or, or, or something like that. Sounds good. I, I think that yeah, I, I agree. And without it, I think that when we were in this lockdown situation and everybody was at home, you kind of on the same level with everybody. But as these events mm -hmm. start to happen and stuff, if you're not there, uh, you're gonna eventually. I mean, it, it was, I guess there are cases where this doesn't happen, but I noticed with me as a consultant and, and business coach and stuff like this. If I'm not around, I'll be forgotten. Like so, I need to be seen True. as well and be around people. And it's like, yeah, Rasmus is great. I like him. And then, but if they don't see me at all in in a year, it's time they will forget who I am. I think Very and that would be the most horrible thing to be forgotten. <laughs> this for me okay we'll have a couple more questions then we've got to round this off so let's ask you about intermediate journey again because this is about you is there anything yeah. that you would have done differently in your journey I think I would have started earlier mm. you wouldn't have waited 18 years that's a little bit on the, no. on the, <laughs> the yeah. top side of waiting yeah I think a lot of uh, the weight was 
you know you were talking earlier on about these stories that we create into our into our mm. head that's exactly that's exactly what oh, happened no. and i was like oh i'm not ready for this or that reason you know i was lacking confidence in myself and or or everything that you can you can imagine i should i should have studied earlier because it just made it just made sense it's easy to say now <laughs> but honestly looking back at it i was just lying to myself i think you know how would you if you go back in time is there anything yeah. like what would you have told yourself in a way if you could have said yourself something to yourself no back then what could have changed your mind earlier huh it's a it's a difficult question it's a great question but a, a, a difficult a difficult one the, the, the kind of questions i ask my clients i think i would just need a i needed a kick in the butt you know i was i think i was in this loop where i was stuck into going from one peak to another without enjoying the view mm. you know so i, I had this uh, i was i was running a, a company uh, I started running this company with at 50 staff. Then I moved up the ladder. I was running like with a company like with the three the three countries where we were in 100, 150 staff, and so it was just like continuously climbing climbing up. And I was I was always I was I've always loved a good challenge, you know, uh, and I was giving myself challenges like that. Mm. No, I'm going I'm going to go there, and then once I reach there, I'm going to go there. But it never ends. <laughs> yeah. You know? After 18 years, you're like, wait, there's no end. There's, yeah, exactly. There's another challenge Ex just ahead of you. Exactly. 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 And so I I needed someone to tell to get me out of that loop. To tell me, stop, stop doing what you're doing because you're not even enjoying what you're doing. You think you are, but looking at it i wasn't really enjoying what i did and that has implications on my personal life you know i got i got separated and etc 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 and so yeah i think i would have needed someone to just give me a kick in the butt in the same thank you for sharing and, and uh, in the same vein about that i was thinking i was thinking as i asked you the question i was thinking myself what would i have done and I was thinking mm. now I'm a little bit younger than you and you started like doing this business in Laos already in before the like 1999. So there is uh, this startup environment in, in Finland started in 2007 or 2008. So it's a kind of a new phenomenon. Uh, but for me, that was a super important environment. Because I've had this right. experience now t uh, that I've, I've had b lived in an environment where there were no entrepreneurs. In not like so I thought I was going to be a doctor or uh, or a or teacher, you know, whatever you see, the people you see around you. And I wasn't doctor material. So then I thought, oh, well, I, I like literally had no idea what my role in society was. It was kind of depressing, mm -hmm. actually, because I, I felt I was like I wasn't a useless person, but I didn't fit anywhere. As soon as I found, I was in a talk, and it was this guy, Fredrik Harian, who talked about entrepreneurship, and it was just, just really by mistake that I watched that talk, because this was before YouTube and everything. So I just wandered into this talk at a, at a, conf as a, as a conference that I was in for, with the school. The school was there, and I was just there. And, I, and it's like, it just, bam, exploded in my head, like, oh my God, this is exactly who I am, this is what I need to do. And I was 18. So I was do I pursuing that for a couple of years, went uh, not so good as I would have wanted. Then I was living five years in, in Avanama, and 
what happened there is like because there was no entrepreneurship that the type of people we were talking with they they wasn't there there were these fishermen and farmers and and then there was a lot of corporates but this startup type of environment didn't exist so i started like my brain shrunk i i, I started not seeing ideas i didn't see opportunities it just disappeared and there was no motivational environment say, oh that's really cool or something like this it just wasn't there so after five years like when i moved back to finland and i started back in this enter entrepreneurship environment i realized holy crap what have had what has happened to me and it, and it was yeah. nobody's fault it's this environment that i was in it wasn't there so maybe loren if is if there would have been a one step you could have done like the kick in the butt would be good but you, if there would be some type of environment also like you're talking to that you want to get involved with now as as corona is, is becoming less important you uh, that could have been one step for you to just you know go into these environments that would be just one start to then get the wheels turning like wait maybe this is for me i'm i'm thinking that could have been something as well maybe but i think i was i was too afraid anyway yeah i was uh you know i was telling myself oh no i'm not ready oh no never and i was i was also in a i was a complacent too i was in a good position yeah, you know I, yeah. I was making uh, i was making good money that's so hard it so, was the, the biggest problem yeah. the biggest barrier to make getting yourself rich is having a job i think that's a <laughs> <laughs> well i'm, I'm poor yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> but you had there so that's at least something exactly right. but but that's exactly. interesting to get a kick in the butt so maybe if you get a time machine uh the, the kick in the butt will come but it's an interesting thing to to hear i mean i would have loved to have that chance that you have i mean looking back i've struggled so much in the past so sometimes i wish what if i would have gone the corporate route first i wouldn't have had to be so extremely poor that i was for for the first like 15 years of my professional life has uh, so that's something mm -hmm. that i'm also um considering every now and then but that's a different story let's go to i have two more questions for you one is uh, okay. so they're kind of like we're rounding this off a little bit here so uh what is the number one recommendation you would give to entrepreneurs or aspiring entrepreneurs out there listening to this podcast it ties to what we were just discussing about i think it's about enjoying the journey because entrepreneurship is a journey you know when it starts you never know when it's going to end and like I said, a lot of people are focused on, you know, achieving, achieving. So we're going to go to that peak. And once I'm, I'm reaching that peak, I'm going to I'm going to look at the next mountain. There's always there's always a peak behind the peak, you know, a mountain behind the other mm. mountain. And then I'm going to I'm going to get there. But, you know, what about taking care of yourself a little bit? What about slowing down and just taking care of yourself and enjoying the view a little? And that is so important, I think. That I can now say that because of CrossFit. That's something like that I've learned from CrossFit is the importance of taking care of oneself. Because yeah. if you can't take care of yourself, how can you take care of your business, of your family, of your people? You know, all these people they deserve you. They deserve the best of you. Those are deep words. Yeah, Thank you. got me got me stuck there. Last question for you. Have you cracked the entrepreneurship code? <laughs> well i'm working on it i'm working on it i do have a lot of content about it so i'm getting there it's not 100 percent. it would never be 100 percent. but i hope and i'm going to say that publicly because when you say things publicly it commits you makes you more accountable i hope that i'm going to write a book about it 
sooner than later. Sounds good. I'm, I'm wondering if the answer is going to be like 42 or 47 or whatever it is. I'm like, that doesn't help. But <laughs> let's see. I'm looking forward <laughs> to seeing that book. book. Thank you, Lauren. Thank you very much for being a part of interviews. Uh, this has been a wonderful time. My name is Rasmus Basilea. Uh, I am working as a sales, I guess I'm a sales coach kind of person. I help you get more money from sales and an inspiring dude in general. But uh, so that's me. This is interviews and uh, looking forward to hearing, seeing you and listening to you in the next episode. Bye bye.